Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi guys, Jess here. Before we get you started, I just wanted to let you guys know there is a little bit of language in this show, so if you're driving around the car and you got kids in the back seat, maybe throw on some headphones. All right, thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Jess. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, the show where I quiz Jess and our guest about musicals. Um, and we have a returning guest, Brent Black, a.k.a. Brental Floss. Hello again. It's so great to have you back. So what are we doing today, Andrew? You've got the reins. I'm quizzing um, these two musical nerds uh, <laughs> about musicals. Uh, Jess wrote questions for uh, Brent and Brent wrote questions for Jess. Um so it's fair. Uh, I didn't write any of these questions because I don't know shit. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Let's see. Who wants to go first? Ooh. Ooh. Um, should we flip a coin? Okay. But Jess, you have to call it. Heads or tails? Tails. Oh, okay. Well, Jess goes first. All righty. All right. So I'm going to ask Jess a question written by Brent here. Uh, Jess, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> Starting at the, from the top here. Uh, which character is the first to sing in the Broadway musical of The Lion King? Rafiki. Damn, did you just nail it right away? That was like two seconds of thought. I know The Lion King. <laughs> All right. Uh- <laughs> to be fair, now, I just want I just want you to know, I if you're reading them in order, Andrew... I, I I wrote them from like easyish to hardish. So oh, okay, okay. Mine Jess, has no order. A, <laughs> Mine oh, has no, no order. I didn't do the same. <laughs> okay, so Brent, you might be getting some tough ones right away here. Great, great. All right. <clears throat> so that's one point for Jess. Is anyone keeping track? Someone want to take notes here? That's you. Literally, you have one job, Andrew. <laughs> that's my only job. <laughs> oh shit. Um, hang on a second. <laughs> Uh, hey, I have a computer in front of me. Maybe I could use that somehow. I've never heard of taking notes on a computer. That's that's new to me, but I guess. All right, we got Jess with one point. I'm the wiener. And Brent with zero points because he's bad. Yep. <laughs> All, right. All right, here we go. Next, next question. In the musical uh, Wicked... The Wicked Witch is given the first name Alphaba. What is her given last name? Um, I believe it's uh, Suxedic. <laughs> I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. No. Uh, Jess, you didn't write an answer for this one. Is it Suxedic? Um, I did write an answer. No, it isn't. Okay. No, the correct answer is uh, is Throp. Oh, I yeah. Know. I did not. <laughs> Did not know that one. I have no idea what kind of name Alphabuff Throp is, but I guess... <laughs> That's that... actually a thing that you say when you're barfing. <laughs> if you... <laughs> you're trying to talk, but the vomit's coming out. So Alphabuff Throp is actually... <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. The name Alphabuff comes from the writer of The Wizard of Oz is his name L. Frank Baum. So, fun fact for everyone at home. Oh, shit. That, I didn't know that. That's great trivia. There's a trivia for you. Okay. Uh, 
Steven Sondheim's song, Send in the Clowns, became a pop hit on the radio. He originally wrote it for what musical? Um, he wrote it for A Little Night Music for Glennis Johns. Ooh, that's two points for Jess. Fair enough. This is a total stomp right now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm calling it for Jess. I'm putting my money on Jess right now. May well be a blowout. We'll see how hard my hard ones end up being. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. All right, let's see. Here is the next question for Brent here. Uh, what was the name of the jukebox musical adapted from Queen Songs? We Will Rock You. That's a point. Yeah! That's that's a point. It's a close game now. Go, Brent! It's only one point up. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one for Jess. Um, what early 2000s off-Broadway and Broadway musical had a character named Gary Coleman played by a woman? Avenue Q. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit on these questions. I think these are too easy for him. Perhaps. I mean, the thing is, it comes down to what the the number of questions overall is, because if I wrote more than Jess, then definitely skip ahead. I just the thing is, I haven't heard enough episodes to really know the trivia brain of Jess. So, like, that makes I started sense. easy and there's a pretty steep curve toward the end. That that makes sense. All right. So we're going to I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because I think some of these are too easy for him. All right. We're going to go with the next question for you, though. Mamma Mia is one of two Broadway musicals with songs written by members of ABBA. What is the other? Oh, funny you should ask. The other is Chess. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to do Chess as an, epi- as an episode because, boy, do I have some thoughts that I'll yell at you while listening. <laughs> I like ABBA as a band, so maybe it's good. I'm one of the few defenders of the Mamma Mia movies. <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip to this one. All right, um... Are you ready, Jess? I'm ready. In Legally Blonde, the musical, the character of Emmett sings that he has a chip on his shoulder, and that's it's as big as a... Ah, shit. It's a a fill in the blank. I I get it. I just don't know it. I don't know Legally Blonde that well. I'm a disappointment to my fans. (laughs) All right, give give a a guess here. You got to give something or just concede. Um, walnut. I don't know. <laughs> no. Boulder. Sorry, Boulder. Boulder. Oh, my goodness. You can't change your answer, though. I'm not giving that one to you. I should have put it together. Uh, I should have followed the rhyme. God damn it. Yep. You are you are right on the second one, though, but I'm not giving that to you. I, because... I'm right in my own morals, so Jesus still loves me. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's not a point for Jess. Jess okay. Is not getting r- a point real quick. I've just got to tell you on the Jesus note. I... I set a lot of reminders with Siri on my iPhone. So when I set a reminder that said musicals with cheese is soon, it said musicals with Jesus soon. <laughs> that's us. Yeah, that's us. I just wanted you to know. You guys are very Christ-like. Musicals with Jesus soon. All right. <laughs> that sounds like an interesting night, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. I want to watch Godspell, the Jesus Christ Superstar, and then I want to watch the Ten Commandments. And Godspell, duh. Children of Eden, pass. All right, here's a question for you then, uh, okay. related to that. Um, there is a song in Godspell that is both optional and allowed to be placed in any spot in the show. 
What is the song? Oh, God damn it. So, if I'm not mistaken, Where Are You Going was written by a different songwriter. So, I'm going to guess that, but I bet I'm wrong. Um, according to Jess, you are incorrect. What is it? It's Beautiful City. Oh, well, because they wrote it for the move. All right, that's fair. <laughs> grumble, grumble. <laughs> oh, that's two incorrect in a row. Our, our nerds are not doing well. <laughs> All right, Jess, are you ready for your next question? I guess I have to be. Uh, Steven Schwartz is the composer for Wicked, Pippin, and Godspell. Name any one of the three animated movies from which he's provided songwriting work. All right, does this mean um, just lyrics, or do you mean music and lyrics? I mean any... I mean, you've probably got this one in the bag. I mean any any contribution to the song. All right, he did... Do you want to uh, up the ante and have him name all three? I sure do. <laughs> uh, I got two, and I got to think of the other. Um, so right. we got Prince of Egypt, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and one other. Ah, boy, Andrew really uh, just snatched <laughs> snatched victory from the jaws. No, wait, wait. I think snatched defeat from the jaws of victory is what I mean. I'm, I'm not sure, but he fucked you is the thing. Yes. Look, I'm playing hardball. Jess, Jess cannot win. <laughs> um, oh, I don't. Can I be given a hint since this was a little sure. bit of a trick? Sure. Um, I'll let him um, give you a hint. Of all of all the animated movie musicals with musical numbers, this one is mine. Oh, shit. Pocahontas. Hey, that was too good of a hint. All right, you win. That was a little <laughs> bit too good of a hint. Hey, but you know what? Like, th- it's possible that Jess could have not been into Pocahontas enough to remember that was the hook of, of the song. Oh, I feel like such a dick now because I know a really good anecdote about Pocahontas and Stephen Schwartz. Fuck. Oh. I okay. feel um, I'm going to tell it now. So yes, Eden, <laughs> Eden Espinosa, um, she's one of the Alphabuzz audition from Stephen Schwartz, but she decided to pull a song that he wrote for Pocahontas 2. And he cried because no one has ever sung that song for me before. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Although Disney straight to video sequels are generally terrible, but that is a very sweet story. Mm-hmm. Hey, nanny, nanny. Hey, nanny, nanny. <laughs> so what's the points at now? Uh, Jess has four points and Brent only has two. Okay, we Although, gotta get get. This further. isn't really a fair. This isn't really a fair time to track the points because you've answered more questions than him. Yes, that is Brent. What was the final musical theater collaboration between Stephen Sondheim and Hal Prince? Was it the early two thousands version of Bounce? No, it was um. Merrily we roll along. Oh fuck me. I'm trying to figure out if I'm right now, because I forgot Bounce even fucking existed. Well, you're probably right. I mean, Hal Prince worked with Weber, and Hal Prince went, did a lot of things, but... Yeah. Um, I think this was the last official collaboration they did, where everything else was kind of off the record. Sure, sure. Fun fact, I'm sure you've seen this, Jess, but I don't know if it's been mentioned on the show. Have you seen the documentary about Merrily? Yes, like I... The, or the original production? I demanded I see it in theaters when I came oh, to it's Michigan. so good. Anyway, what's it called again? Um, it's the best worst thing that ever could have happened to me. One yes. day, me and Andrew are going to talk about Merrily, and I'm going to force him to watch that documentary. 
Oh, man. If you can get a good video of Merrily, but what a... I think if Andrew loves it, I will... <laughs> I will be surprised. Really? I think he would like it, actually, but you never guess what the fuck Andrew's going to... You never know. That. He's... He's like a he's like a twenty sided die that Andrew. Mm -hmm. I'm a wild card. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, but there is a really good recording done by Digital Theater, which is pro shot and directed by Maria Friedman, which is the one I show everyone because all the performances are stellar in it. You can buy it like whenever. We need to trade notes after this, Jess, because I have Broadway HD as an app on my TV and my my streaming thing, but. Mm -hmm. I bet you have a lot more sources of watching musical theater that you don't have to go out and buy a ticket for. A hundred percent. Here we go. Which television star played the title role in the final cast of Jekyll and Hyde's original Broadway run? That's an easy one. David Hasselhoff. Oh, shit. Nailed it. Oh, man. We rode the Hasselhoff. Dude, Andrew, have you not seen... Boy, I have seen him lay on the ground and eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> that was a better performance than him as Jekyll and Hyde. You know, like, okay, I just, Andrew, like, yes. don't watch the whole thing because your skin will fall off of your skeleton. But, like, just YouTube search when you have a moment. David Hasselhoff, this is the moment. Because it's the big ballad and... <laughs> Like, it's just, oh, no. it's just, like, the most painful. Like, he's trying, okay? But, like, between the weird Jedi thing that he does with the furniture and this weird hydraulic production set design thing, I don't know. Anyway, the point, I'm, I've been I've been drinking, so my, I'm, my ability to articulate myself is deteriorating. But, boy, does he not know what he's doing. Um, I think it's more obvious during Dangerous Game where he gives her literally the most disturbing look I've ever seen an actor give another actor. Oh, it's just miscasting. Like, he's good at what he's good at, but boy, did he just bite off more than he could chew. All right, before we go back to it, um, Brent, have you ever seen the dress rehearsal for that recording where they have Rob Evan in that role, where it's literally mm -hmm. shot for shot the same but with a much better actor? I've seen YouTube videos of it, and I mean, yeah, he was, if I'm not mistaken, understudy for, for uh, through a couple of casts, or a swing or something. But yeah, no, didn't he tour as Jekyll Hyde? The point is, he had real experience with the role and had the kind of voice you want. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan of that very terrible musical. I think it's a great album, just like Chess. I think it's a great album. But I think on stage it never quite works. Like again, just like just like La La Land, Jekyll and Hyde has an interesting-ish first thirty minutes, and then it's like, oh my god, are we still watching this? Jesus Christ, how many ballads are you gonna have? Oh my god, I'm gonna go take a dump. Maybe it'll be over by the time I get back. Ah, that's how it. Goes. You see, I disagree with you. The first thirty minutes are the slug, and then after that's on, it's just a downhill slope. It's not very good, but you're on for the ride. <laughs> Fair. I guess I've never seen it live, so, like, I've never felt captive. I felt, I've seen it live three times. Once with Constantine Maroulis and two times in, like, touring productions. Oh, my goodness. Constant you win. All right, I want to know my next question that I'm going to fail at. All right, next one. All right. All right. What Florence-based musical was composed by Adam, uh, what is that, Gutel? Gutel, and the answer Gutel. is Light in the Piazza. Yeah. Oh, he freaking, he gets it. He gets it. That's three points 
for uh, Brent. I just feel like some of these Jess just gonna know. Maybe. I mean, look, right, I, right. I tried not to be a dick, but you know, whatever. Jess didn't care. I feel like <laughs> mine aren't that terrible. I'm pretty fair with mine. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, one of the stars of the 1967 film Dr. Doolittle also co-wrote songs for the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Who was he? Ooh, this is one I absolutely don't know. Um, I'm going to just guess Rex Harrison. <laughs> no, it's uh, Anthony Newley. Ooh. Yeah, Newley actually was not remembered as a composer, but he wrote like a bunch of musicals. Huh. What other ones did he write okay. outside of Willy Wonka? Um, he wrote Stop the World I Wanna Get Off. Oh. Um, and he wrote, oh, I'm I, I'm blanking, but if you look at Anthony Newley's songwriting credits, he also wrote pop songs like um The Joker, uh, and um I think what kind of fool am I comes from Stop the World I Wanna Get Off, but he was a fairly accomplished composer. Um, that just happened to also have the vanity of an actor. Very interesting. Cool. We might have to do like a spotlight feature on him. Honestly, like when you look at Stop the World I Want to Get Off, it seems like an interminable show with amazing songs. Like, um, who can I turn to when nobody needs me? Watching him do that on the Ed Sullivan show, which was a representation of him doing it in the actual show itself, is weird. And the more you try to analyze it, the more it falls apart. But it's just weirdly emotional, and he's got this wicked vibrato. I don't mean in a good way, um, but it just works. I don't know. I like the guy. Better than David Hasselhoff's vibrato. Oh, my God. Yeah. It sounds like a goat. Hey, guys. Sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the podcast, but I'm here to shill at you, as Andrew would say I'm doing. Please follow us on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. Follow us on Instagram at Musical Theater Lives. Our YouTube page is Musical Theater Lives. Um, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and many others. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It's our way of getting viewed out there. And we desperately need the exposure if you're able to do it. If you have any questions or you want any comments, recommendations, please email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. We're grateful that you're here every week, and we're so thankful that you're here. And yeah, that's about it. We'll get you back to the podcast. Thank you for listening, guys. All right, Brent, (laughs) your question coming up here. Okay. Uh, Who is the composer of Be More Chill? Oh, my God. Do you guys know I'm personal friends with this man? Joe Iconis. Oh, shit. Shit. I mean, like, we're not we're not besties, but we've had a drink and a hot dog. You know, Joe actually graduated from my grad school program a few years before me. Wow. Small world. Yeah. There you go. There's a point for you. He finally did something for you. Yeah. Also, uh, Will (laughs) Rowland, who's in Be More Chill and was in Dear Evan Hansen, is a kind of a friend of mine. So I'm just going to name drop till this show's over. I hope that's cool. All right, we get it. You know people, okay? Come on. I know people, too. No, you don't. You know me. That's, that's true. And you don't know anybody, either. Yeah, I know you. And now we both know Brent. All right, all right. Um, Jess, question for you. Oh, great. 
the choreographer of Damn Yankees, Sweet Charity, Pippin, and Chicago changed the face of Broadway dancing forever. Who was that choreographer? Bob Fosse. Oh my god, he just fucking knows it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I fully respected Jess's knowledge of trivia from listening to episodes, and that's my bad. Well, I'm not giving an opportunity because it's not like I can pull out like, did you know, Andrew? No, no, you're totally right. Like, the thing is, you would be, it would be a different characterization of you to be like, and for the record, but like still. I just, (laughs) I didn't want it to, if it was a total like blowout where like, if if it was a fucking no hitter, what kind of asshole would I be already showing up? (laughs) talking too much, and all my questions stump you. What an asshole. You know what? I was a little worried about that, so I made mine slightly harder, but I made sure I at least knew all of them from the top of my head. Hey, it's cool. Like, that's... I mean, I... Look, I have a master's in this. I should know everyone. Mm-hmm. So and that's I'm, fair as hell. And I'm like, I did film. I don't know what I know except for what I've learned on my own, because I like this. So we're well balanced, you and I. Yeah, we're kind of equal, yin and yang, where we're the opposites on that. I wouldn't know the answer to any of these questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, let's keep going. Brent's turn. Okay, okay. Um, What was Julie Andrews' final show on Broadway? Live or pre-recorded? Ooh, live. I'm going to guess Victor Victoria. He nails it. Ah, Look at you. Bam! Now, for the record, I don't know if it was on Broadway, but Julie Andrews provided the voice for, I think, a bird in the stage production of Dr. Doolittle, Cameron McIntosh's Dr. Doolittle. That's why I... That's why. That is perfectly fair, and I did not know that one, so I learned something out of this. It might have been West... Jess, it might have been the West End. I just thought it was a trick question. Nope, nope, no. I try not to do trick questions. Trick questions are a little mean. It's unfair. Yeah. It's really unfair. Let's see. Jess, one more for you here. All righty. Let's go. Richard Rogers is best known for collaborating with Oscar Hammerstein, but Rogers wrote 28 musicals with another man whose last name also began with H. Who was that collaborator? I don't know his first name, but it's Hart. Yep. Oh, he specified that Hart was just acceptable. <laughs> Well, because I don't remember Hart's first name unless I've just looked it up. <laughs> what is his first name? I think it's Lorenz. It is Lorenz, yeah. Ah. yeah. But it, honestly, if you'd asked me that before I wrote these questions and Googled it, I wouldn't know. Okay, here's another question for Brent. Um, Arena Grande starred in a Broadway musical at the age of just 15. What was it called? Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Uh, oh, Ariana Grande. What That's I okay. Say? It's all good. I, okay, she's got to be in her mid to, to early 20s now. I'm, I'm not doing my final answer. I'm just thinking this through. I'm thinking like Spring Awakening or the revival of Annie or... You said she was 15? Yes. She would have been too young to be in Spring Awakening. He said not knowing... How about, you know what? The only thing coming to my brain is Spring Awakening, so tell me I'm wrong about that. Spring Awakening. You are wrong about that. Did you have another guess or no? No. Give him another guess. Just tell him to guess any kid-centered musical. Yeah, guess any kid-centered musical. Uh, Was it the 
perennial Grinch musical? Oh, was it SpongeBob? No, there's no way. She wasn't 15. Was it Elf? No, but okay. Tell him, Andrew. Uh, it's just a number. Oh, my God. I didn't know she was in 13. Yeah. Yep. 13, which, by the way, should have actually been nominated for awards and would have if people didn't think Jason Robert Brown was such a dick. Ah. I mean, here's the story on Jason Robert Brown. I'm pretty sure he was in his like mid-20s when he got to write Parade. So he just thought the arrogance of youth, right? He thought that he got that break because he was so talented, but he actually got that break because he was so lucky. It went to his head, and he's been trying to be less and less of a douche panda ever since. He's talented, but I think he just was, uh, you might say, high-flying adored. A little bit yep. too young. But Parade's still my favorite musical, so <laughs> take it and leave it. It's good, but uh, it's not as good as his personality. <laughs> it's not worth having Jason Robert Brown talk at Sondheim about, here's what you could have done better. <laughs> All right, do we want to do one more round here? Yeah, yes. let's go. Try to pick one that I, I think you might not know. <laughs> it's funny that I leaned easy and Jess leaned hard, but well, it makes sense. You have I an MFA, did not... I didn't. Oh, hey, no, absolutely. Like, I, this is fair and square so far, so... I, that's yeah. not me being like, you made it hard. Like, I just, again, I will make a lot of concessions in order to uh, look like I'm elaborately being an asshole. <laughs> well, I guess I'll, I'll ask I'll ask this one. Which 1954 Broadway musical deals with the workers in a pajama factory? The pajama game. Womp. Yep. Yeah, that was that's it. That's it. Oh, okay. All right. Jess with eight points. I'm I'm so good. <laughs> All right, one more for uh, for Brent here. Now, how many points do I have going into this? You have five points. Ah, okay, cool. So <laughs> we're seeing how close to Jess's score I can get. I'm ready. I got I got one more trick up my sleeve. You know? All right, all right, I'm here for it. Let's do this. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, name two songs featured in the Sound of Music film that were written after Oscar Hammerstein's death. Oh, that's hard. Ooh. Okay. Hammerstein, uh, he's a lyricist, and so which ones don't seem like him? Written after his death. <sighs> Climb Every Mountain seems like him. It's got some schmaltz. Edelweiss, I could go either way. Do Re Mi, that's Hammerstein. Um, watch, watch me be wrong on all these. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to ease up on you a little bit. I'm going to say just name one of them. Just name one song written after the death of Hammerstein. Some people pronounce it Hammerstein. I actually don't know. From the Sound of Music, you, you specified the film? Yes, the film is specified. Only one of them had been brought back into subsequent productions. Oh god. But damn. both were in the film. One I'll give you I'll give you even more hint. One is at the very beginning of the film and one is at the closer to the very end. <laughs> I mean, I legitimately don't know. I'll say I'll say I have confidence in me. It's probably probably wrong. No, you got one. Hey, it only took 8 hints. <laughs> Can you try a guess at the second one? Just just want to see if you'll get it. 
Oh, um, well, gosh, is it is it um, that fucking goat song? No, that is very Hammerstein. I mean, I don't know. Is it is it uh, sixteen going? No, sixteen going on seventeen is very like carousel. I don't know. What is it? Think at the end. Think very close to the end. Think something that's so plot centric, you're surprised it didn't exist before. I'm drawing a blank. It's been actually a, a, a minute since I've seen the Sound of Music movie. Gotcha. All right, so it's something good, and I have confidence. Okay, that totally makes sense now that you say it. <laughs> I didn't honestly. I didn't realize that Hammerstein, Hammerstein was the Howard Ashman of Sound of Music. I didn't realize that was even a thing until you brought really? it up. Really? Wow. Yeah. I'm a fraud. No. He's a hack hack fraud. It's true. (laughs) Are you sure Jess doesn't have the degree? I'm actually questioning that myself at this point. (laughs) I did an internet show for like 10 years, dare I remind you. (laughs) Yeah, XX Jess World XX. Anyone remember that one? No. (laughs) No one remembers that one. (laughs) No, no. All right. I'm going to I'm going to throw out. Uh, uh, a wild card here. Go for it. And if someone can answer this question, um, they will get three points. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, wait, wait, wait. What's the... Th- there's a delay on the Discord, and sometimes Jess cuts out. How are we going to judge who, who got in first? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. How about How about you have to type the answer? Ooh. Oh shit! Using the power of the internet. Okay, so That's where on the dock? That's great for an audio we... format. That's great. Well, well, well. Uh, whoever <laughs> types it first, and then we'll then we'll have them say it. Gotcha. Yeah. And no cheating, guys. Don't copy each other. Okay. Okay. I'll know about it. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a great point. No, I'm not gonna. I I, I have some pride. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I cheat. Whatever. This is gonna be a bit of a, a question here. Okay. Okay. Um. You guys both ready? Ready. I was born ready. What state in the United States is the (laughs) only producer of Limburger cheese? Oh, Brent gets it. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Boom! He get uh, that. You know what? You win the game. You you win the title. (laughs) It turns out. It it turns out that even though I don't know much about musicals. The with cheese portion of this podcast mm. saved me. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you knew so much about cheese. <laughs> I dated I dated a woman from Osceola, Wisconsin, and she claimed that she couldn't she claimed that her inability to have the body she wanted was because she got addicted to cheese in Wisconsin. <laughs> we're, we're still friends, but I heard a lot about Wisconsin and cheese, so uh, there you go. I can't you say go. this wasn't a fair fight, you know? <laughs> Look, I clearly I was the best. <laughs> Congratulations, you are now the champion of our podcast. I and- think that I'd like to, if possible in the future... He said, inviting himself over once again. I would like to kind of do another trivia show where we both kind of, you know, I think Jess has a sense of fairness, but we both get into like that real musical theater nerdy shit. But Jess, you, I I respect your knowledge of trivia. I truly do. Well done. I I don't respect your knowledge of cheese. You, (laughs) and you never have. (laughs) 
I'm not going to lie. I was so scared you were coming in and being like, "What? what is the time signature of America from West Side Story? And I was like, oh, fuck. It switches. It's not fair. <laughs> what is the name of Andrew Lloyd Webber's estranged stepfather? Like, I mean, you know, no, I, I, I tried to make mine like stuff that you could know. And they were worded in a way that I just didn't want it to feel like. Gotchas, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like I tried not to give you gotchas either, even though I'm sorry. Great. No, the, your questions were great. The the issue is that some of the questions I had to just straight up skip for Jess because I knew that he knew the answer for them because he's done videos on the stuff before. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the one of the questions was uh, written before your Carrie episode came out, and the answer was Carrie the musical. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we just talked about chess, so one of the Questions, the answer of which was chess was out. So, yeah, there you Uh, go. Then there was also, you had a question about the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, which I know Jess knows about uh, a pretty decent portion about. That was the first video I ever made on the internet. (laughs) Jess, Jess, gut check. What's the best song from Love Never Dies? Um... It depends. It changes, like, I love Beneath the Moonless Night until they start talking. Uh-huh. Um, but Till I Hear You Sing was, like, the first song that came out, like, the music video that got me, like, oh, this could be potentially not trash. So that one would probably be my first choice. Till I Hear You Sing made me think it might be a, a worthwhile show. Yes. I was wrong, but, like, <laughs> I think Till I Hear You Sing actually could stand alongside the other songs in Phantom 1 and, you know, seamlessly. But, yeah. The rest of it is just a fucking abortion. Well, the, there's things I like about it. Like, I, I I, really love Raul in it. You do? I love Raul in it. It's like, oh, they gave you character finally. Yeah. It's kind of like saying, oh, this, I don't know. It's like this, it's, it's like he was hollow before and now he's full, but it's like of shit. So, I mean, like, you know, it's give and take. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I love Why Does She Love Me, like, as a song of, like, someone just hating himself and, like, I'm such a failure. Why does she stay with me? Doesn't it feel, and I think I might be cribbing from Diva here, Diva of Musical Hell, doesn't it feel like he's a fan fiction character who's simply setting up that he's less good than the guy we want to get Christine? Oh, 100%. I'm not claiming this musical's good. No. (laughs) I'm claiming I like elements of the songs and, like... Sure. I want a threequel. I want a third one where um, the Phantom and Raoul try to raise this estranged child of theirs together. Two men and a a baby, but, like, one of them's got a mask? Yeah, like, they just hate each other and they have to deal with it. And in the end, they, they fall in love. Yeah, no, I'd I'd watch that. It's like what it, the it would be called. You guys talking about? <laughs> this threequel would be called like "Love Dies," but sometimes it takes a while. No, it'd be called <laughs> "Love Lives Again." Oh, okay. I'd like it to just be called "Full House with Masks." Bob Saget would play the Phantom. Dave Coulier would play Raoul. I'd see it. <laughs> two, two and a half masks. Hey. hey! There you go. All right, this was a fun episode. Damn, we should do this again. We should have a rematch sometime soon. Yeah, and next time I'll be a real bastard. (laughs) Uh, All right, so thank you guys for listening. We're so glad that you guys stick around. We're so glad that Brent is here. He's such a wonderful guest. 
Oh, well, thank you. Um, please download us on iTunes, subscribe, Spotify, we're there, Stitcher, we're all under Musicals with Cheese. Follow us on Twitter, at Cheesy Musicals. Our Instagram is Musical Theater Lives. My YouTube page is Musical Theater Lives. If you got questions for us, email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Brent, I know you've got tons of stuff you want to promote. Oh my goodness, I'm going to try to keep it quick. If you are interested in the way that I combine musical theater and video game music, you can check me out as Brental Floss on YouTube with the With Lyrics series. That's at youtube.com slash Floss. I am the co-host of a news and politics podcast called Trends Like These on the Maximum Fun Network. You can Google that. Um, I am also the co-creator of a really fun party game called Use Your Words. I worked very hard on it, but also it's a hoot. And you can get it on all the current, uh, current generation consoles as well as Steam for PC and Mac and the Nintendo Wii U. And more information about that can be found at useyourwords.lol. Which you can find in the description and show notes. Um, and a special thanks to our cover art artist, um, Jolene Casco. Um, find her Instagram in the show notes below. She's incredible, and she will do commissions for you at a very reasonable rate. So check her out. So once again, thank you guys for listening. I'm Jess. And I'm Andrew. And we'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.